You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. I'm so glad you're back with us. We have such a brilliant guest in store today. Michael Pritchard is joining us. Michael, you want to say hello to everyone? I want to say hello to everybody all over the whole world, and and thank you for letting me come on and share the gifts of wisdom and laughter and fun and the joy of healing and using laughter as medicine for our spirit. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited for this chat. We're going to remind the world to laugh because I, I really believe in the power of that. And and Michael's absolutely the person to assist us with that. He he appeared on an Emmy-winning episode of, of Taxi uh, with Robin Williams and, and has been an amazing, amazing proponent of um, being there for people as a combat medic in the veteran during the Vietnam War, as well as his work in just tremendous place. You're going to hear such phenomenal stories, folks, of this amazing man who's gone into spaces where they really needed the reminder to laugh and the power of that. And I know things seem really, really challenging right now and very tumultuous for so many of us. Really listen to what he has to say about the power and laughter. Maybe the last thing you feel like doing right now, but the very most important thing that we could be doing. So let's let's take this to heart and really center in and get some perspective on what we're looking at as a global community and what's possible when we come together and remember what we're capable of together. So we're going to start this conversation with Michael asking him, what are your superpowers and how do you use them for good? Tonya, I know that, uh, and I love you and Justin, you guys are great, great uh, servants to our country and our nation and our world. To, uh, to bring wisdom and peace in, in having been amazing uh, spirited uh, recipients of the wisdom of the military and of helping each other. I think that the great gift of all of us is to bring peace to trying to teaching ourselves to let go of the things that are unimportant. In other words, what I try to tell people is forgive to live, live to forgive, let go. What people think of me is none of my business. Who cares? They don't know my heart. They don't know my journey. And using humor as a medicinal tool for the Solomonic wisdom that comes to us when we let go of things that seem so urgently sometimes in the middle of an angry fit, you know, and I and I tell the kids I work with, anger past 30 seconds is ego, and the ego is not your own ego. I love it. I love it. What a fabulous tool to give them. And the other thing is you don't stop laughing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop laughing. One of the things that's really urgently important for all of us to gather that community unity and to bring it back into perspective is there's so much road rage and anger and hostility at times. And people are ego driven to 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 uh, suppress that feeling that sometimes let it go, forgive, allow these things, surrender this up. And you're always laughing. And I used to tell the kids all the time that, uh, you know, I like to be on elevators with serious people. And, you know, folks, everybody dies, but serious people are in a big hurry. <laughs> and what, <laughs> you feel like you gotta, you gotta try and approach the day with love and, 
and the clarity and the wisdom of just laughing at the things. You cannot control what happens to us, but we can choose to deal with it in a way that is more healthy and well. I tell kids all the time, I is illness, we is wellness. When you have patients or you've been helping in a hospice like I have in the past, trying to get people out of the doldrums and the anger and the resentments is really urgent. And so I was I told a story one day about, uh, you know, being in an airport and the lady, they, we had an angry guy in front of us and he was screaming, do you have any idea who I am at all? And she got on the loudspeaker and said, folks, uh, there's a man over here who doesn't know who he is. If any of you recognize him, please come over. I guess he's lost. Well, the roar of laughter through the crowd is that, you know, that perspective that helps you get through the day when there's hostility, anger, stressors that are beyond. So try and stay too blessed to be stressed. Mm. Find those ways to unwind, find kind, remind. And that's oh, beautiful. Is is that you let it go and yeah. you you know that they're coming because we don't know the trauma in their background. We don't know what their day looks like. We don't know what their life was. And that's why when I first started to work in corrections as a probation officer, I used to say to everybody, you know, we don't know what a person's gone through that day. So try and allow them the leeway of letting you and them in on their life secrets by just asking, how was your day going? That's right. And just finding that. And that's a spiritual gift to us. I think the wisdom of uh, the Solomonic wisdom that comes to all of us, Tanya, is that once, uh, like when you and Justin, you know, when I first met you guys, I realized that the stresses that you guys must have been under sometimes in the jobs you had was important for us to be together as a group, as a team when we worked. And we, we had laughter going on. And that laughter is what helps you. I had a World War II dad. And I love him and I miss him every day. But he had mantras that used to make me laugh, you know, stop crying before I give you something to cry about. And if everybody else jumped off the bridge, would you jump off the bridge? And my all-time favorite was, do you want me to turn this car around right now? Well, you laugh, but you also realize that they were in training for years in the military to be serious, to be buttoned down. And when they came home from the war, I felt it was the obligation of all of us as family members to help them unwind from the stressors of their lives previous and the traumas of what they had seen by being warm, kind, friendly, loving, laughter. And just sometimes I was great at this because, uh, Tonya, I never knew I had super, superpowers until I started to work at Skywalker Ranch. And folks, if you can imagine, I'm 74. And when I was a kid growing up, I would sit around and do little voices. But then I was in a booth and I started to learn at Skywalker Ranch that I could do this. <laughs> Uh, 
The force be strong with you. And you want the force be strong. So <laughs> that joy, that laughter comes from the ability to be inside your brain. And it came from a guy offering me a job to sing in a cartoon thing for Sesame Street. And he looks at me and he goes, can you sing? And I said, no, I, I'm not a great singer. Tonya, I looked at my, no, I'm not a great singer. I said, I went to, I went to Catholic school, but I could carry two, but I'm not. He goes, I'll pay you 2,500 bucks for four hours. And I went, no, 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 no. You're like, never mind. I'm great at it, actually. <laughs> oh, Michael, you're such a gift. And I love the connection into everything you're talking about, about, you know, your connection into Robin Williams and really the story there that there is a lot under the surface that we don't know. And and your fabulous stories about where you run in, where most people run out. Right. And that 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 that's sort of been this awareness, I think, that that we're coming to in this day and age is like who's running in. And who's running out, right? And, and, and we know a lot of folks who are opting out. We know a lot of folks who are saying, hey, this is too tough. We don't know what's going to happen, like all of these things. And Justin and I looked at each other the other day and we said, you know what? We took an oath. And like that oath didn't end when we got out of the middle. I don't remember de-oathing or like unoathing myself. Like I don't really recall that step. And 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 our country needs help. You know, the globe needs help. And and. And so really working through what that means to see yourself as beyond yourself, right? To see yourself in everyone else. Like you said, you, you just had this awareness that you could assist, right? Coming back from war situations, coming back from trauma situations is no joke. It's that, it's that individual's own little personal walk. But as a community, we can certainly support. We can certainly shine light and say, you know what? There is another perspective, right? This may feel very, very real to you right now. And you're also all these other things to us too. And that's a really, really important role to hold. And I think you've done such a remarkable job throughout your, your existence, stepping up and being that. I know you've served that for Justin and I on more than one occasion. Um, we consider you incredibly dear, especially given the limited number of um, times that we've gotten to, together or have talked, but the connection in, in, in what right. how we're programmed, right? It's like... Yeah. We're going to step in. We're going to run too, not away from. And you you kind of see those people, you know, miles away and you find each other because, and I believe that's that's what is being called for now. Those of us who are willing to come together and say, we don't agree. Like we, we're not happy with each other. Well, there are some things that have happened that, that we really do need to talk about. And we're in this together. What are we going to do? And, and I think it, what I just exactly everything that you said, when we can move towards uh, accommodation and diplomacy and respect and uh, acceptance of all people, all backgrounds, all cultures, and understanding how important it is to live there, because the first thing you learn in the military is that it's all of us together and team is together. Everyone, anyone matters. And we, we live like that. That means that when, uh, you know, I always say this to, to people, uh, and I spoke yesterday to retirees, and I said, we're never done serving America and, and the vision that we have to have. A great teacher by the name of Helen Keller, they said, oh, Miss Keller, it must be hard for you to be blind. And she said, well, it would be if I had no vision. We see with our hearts, and we want right. other 
around us to see with their hearts, to use compassion. I did a movie called The Happy Movie, and we went all over the world, and we found out that one, one word is the reason for uh, happiness in life from all religions, all backgrounds, all cultures, and that is compassion, mm. loving, caring about people around you, and helping serve them in a humble way without looking for payback or rent and, uh, or, or some sort of uh, uh, acceptance or you get, it's not quid pro quo. It's I help you that's right. and I am blessed. And that's mm. how we have to live. And I, I've lived my life like that for 55 years. And I know that you guys do as well. And, and your, your little daughter, is so indicative of that. Uh, I was talking about little kids and, and the way to understand that. I said, boys and girls, don't overstand people, understand people. And one of the fourth graders raised his hand and said, but Mr. Pritchard, what about understanding? Oh, snap. Understanding ourselves. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He and Reeve shot. Whoa. Love it. Dude, Love whoa. it. That's beautiful. And, and, and in our world, we took we actually took a really scientific lens to exactly what you're speaking to. And what we found was at a programmic level, we all have this program that says protect the self at all costs. We can't override that. It's a survival program. But what we can do is we can look at how we define self. Right. How do we know ourselves? And when we know ourselves as connected to others and we know ourselves as being one with others, you can look at it in even in biblical teachings. Right. Treat others as you want to be treated. And in our world, that actually equates to very, very strict programming rules in the sense that we program each other that way. How we want to be treated um, is programmed by how we treat others. It actually is is much more, um, you know, kind of technical than, than maybe we'd like to admit there. The philosophies are brilliant. They work time and time again. And what we wanted to see was why. Why do they work time and time again? But if you can envision yourself beyond the self right. um, and, and let yourself align with a bigger um, conversation, a community conversation, a family conversation, a creation conversation, however big you can get yourself. And collectivist cultures understand this much better than individualistic cultures. Right. A lot of us have been reared to see ourselves as, as the entity in our existence and nothing much beyond that. And so there is a retraining happening for a lot of us. And we can prove it at a programmic level, like us, the survival programs require us to protect ourselves. But when you're able to identify and see yourself and your self-interest as being part of a greater whole, that program will apply to the greater whole also. It's quite remarkable. It has more to do with how we identify than anything else. And when we're able to see, to your point, like if you're angry past 30, was it 30 minutes? I 30 I love it. 30, 30 seconds. Good. I was going to make it 30 seconds if it wasn't because I was like, no, nah, I'm going to. So I, I like the 30 seconds. And it's so apropos because now you're storytelling. Right. And as soon as you can tell the story, you can you have a choice. You're in choice at that. You're no longer in crisis. You're in choice. And you can you can stop it. You can you can reinform that. So brilliant, brilliant guidance. Michael, how did. So, so you've, you've named a lot of things that would attribute to, to this walk that you've had. But I'm sure knowing you that there have been many moments when you're like, why me? Like, like how, how, how am I one that runs toward instead of way? Cause that wasn't the military. I contend you're attracted to the military because you had it anyway, potentially maybe it was, but for a lot of us, I think it's sort of there uh, and, and we kind of find the places that accommodate it. What was it for you? 
for, for me, I had sp- a spiritual background and I had been in the seminary and committed to that. And, and now I have kind of a different theory about uh, I, I always feel like uh, religion is sometimes for people afraid of going to hell, but spirituality is for people who have already been there. And the science of spirituality is that we're all interconnected. The ancient Norsemen called it Wodan. The Native American calls it Wokan. The Hindu term is Prana. The Kahunas of Hawaii call it Mana. The Chinese call it Chi. The Japanese call it Pi. The Hebrew term Ruach HaKodesh. Christians call it the Holy Spirit. And my buddy up the road here calls it the force is strong within us. No, we call it superpowers. <laughs> that there is the superpower of the force being around us. And if you know, no matter what your religious practice is, that if you embrace all religions as being correct so that nobody's incorrect. And the, the line by Mother Teresa I most loved as a servant was, if you judge people, you'll never have time to learn to love them. Love those that are put in front of you. And we all do better when we all do better. It's simple. And when when we're helping the community build up, we're lifting and shifting and gifting the community to be more connected to and more accepting of and not resentful towards or just doubting the commitment of. And if we reach cynicism, a cynicism is as defined by Wilde, he said, a cynic is somebody who knows the price of everything and the value of nothing. We have to be believers. We have to be believers. When you commit that I will go into and I may risk my life or give my life to save others, that's who I want to present as. And my life is my prayer. Hmm. How I live my life is my prayer to the higher power that we commit. That's not just, that is given us by a higher power to let us know how to not just survive here, but to prevail and overcome on this planet. Brilliant. And and the more we become aware of these dynamics, it's undeniable, right? What happens to one of us happens to all of us. Like we're literally not moving yes. forward as a humanity unless we embrace these concepts. And, and and we're at that point, I believe. And many, many, many of us are working diligently on the behalf of all of us to to shine light on the on the the nature of how we're designed to work together and to work with um, some field dynamics, right? To work with this energetic component that really right. is that co-creative element where two or more of us gather in love and light, it is exponential in our right. favor. And when yes. we're willing to own our that that what happens next truly is up to all of us, right? We create yes. what happens next. What where are we going to invest our creative energy? And that's you know that's where Justin and I sort of took up the mantle and said, well, we we need to be teaching. The fact that we knew more about people than they knew about themselves did not sit well with us, right? Yes. I'm like you need to understand how you are. I know how you operate, and I know how to use that against you. That doesn't feel good to me. You need to know how you operate because people are using it against you. Like we're being influenced and programmed by things we literally don't agree with simply because we're not taking a stand as the creators in our existence. And that's a problem. And it's coming to roost as is apparent by a lot of our social structures, I believe. And, and, And the solution really is like that reminder of, and I love that in your world, it is traced back to a spiritual upbringing because 
those of us who were fortunate enough to be exposed to that journey early on have absolutely been walking that path and have an understanding of it where others can lean in now um, because a lot of people are just starting off and it's very terrifying when the world is in so much upheaval to be just starting off on that journey. So folks, find those who can help shine light on that. Find those who remind you of your brilliance and your your goodness and your ability to create and the fact that you can laugh and that you are powerful, right? We don't need to be buying into any kind of diminished aspects of self right now, quite the opposite. Um, how about you, Michael? What can we offer to people who are feeling really, really, really overburdened by what's going on in the world right now? Brilliant question. I had a young person to describe the depression to me one day, Tanya. I said, how do you describe your depression? Because I sat in groups with PBS kids and I and my main superpower is listening so that I may re, re, uh, recircuit their brain towards a more positive way of thinking. And I always tell the kids, one of my favorite moments was I said, try the word optimist stoic, stoic belief in optimism. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Pritchard, we're, we're millennials and Gen Z's. We live in a constant state of anticipation. I go, well, no, no, that's not going to work. And I said, <laughs> I said, let me tell you what one of the kids said. I said, uh, can you describe your depression? He goes, depression is when you're encapsulated in a large glass globe and you can't reach out and touch anyone and no one can reach in and touch you. And unless your heart and spirit shatter the globe from the outside, or you allow a family member, a friend to shatter it, and you do it from the inside, you could remain entombed forever, uh, unable to touch, able to feel, but going through life against uh, the snow globe, numb and resentful. And that's when I knew that we need to break and shatter those traditions of calcified fear. That's right. my friends as a writer, she said, fear is, and I tell kids, fear is the little dark room where negatives are developed. And my friend, Annie Lamott said, fear is future events already ruined. <laughs> Which made me burst, burst out laughing. I, I love her. But what, what it says is, if we in our brain think things won't work, they can't. That's right. But if we know that there's a higher power out there in the Pleiades doing everything to help awaken the planet right now, as you and Justin are, we're waking it up. You can feel it in Arizona. You can feel it all over. We're waking up. A great French writer one time said, in order to make your dreams come true, the first thing you must do, wake up. (laughs) It's such brilliant, like, and it, it's so like logical, but but in that glass globe, it is hard to see sometimes. And it's, and I think that's that's indicative of the fact that we feel like we need to hide from the world, right? It, and, and for those of us who have the ability to be in the world but not of it, right? To walk amongst the world and be able to say, hey, there's a whole different world happening. Also, folks, right here, right now, and you can tap into it. Um, there's this there's this movement. I think of those of us who know how to shine that light. Um, really stepping up to do that. And, and a lot of people want to know, how do you, how do we do that responsibly, right? Everybody gets their path. Everybody gets to have their journey. And, and at this stage, what I say is we can't shine brightly enough, right? All, all we can do is remind people that there's an alternative. Everybody has to choose for themselves. But what's being crowded out right now is the fact that there's an alternative. 
right? It's really hard to see that sometimes when, when we're being bombarded by other messages. So, so caution a little bit, consideration with what you're consuming electronically, right? Close the device. Like you hear it all the time, but, but when you start to understand programming dynamics, you understand just how much of your own sovereignty and agency you're turning over every time you're allowing those programs to come in. I love listening to Justin because somebody will be talking and they'll start going into a program and he'll like, stop, stop, stop. No, no, no. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm not taking that program in. Nope, 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 nope. And, and he, he's gotten to where he's really clear. I'm like, I'm not, because in certain stages, when you listen to those programs complacently, you absorb them, right? They become part of who you are. And, and as we nod and agree and click like and all these other things that we enjoin in folks, there is a cost that we're paying because it's debilitating our hope. It's debilitating our resourcefulness. It's debilitating yeah. our creative expression. And um, and that's really, really important right now. If you're having trouble with that, get assistance with that. All kinds of people to help. We've got programs in our space that are shining that example. Listening to positive mentors, just like you're talking about, yeah. because you, we, we, I always laugh at that term, influencers, influencers. Well, you know, I don't need to be influenced. I need to be brought hope and positivity and a belief in the future that we have past what the kids are saying now. So many of the kids are saying we don't see it because there's all these things going on that are telling us that it's not going to be okay. Well, you're, you're wrong because we can make it better That's if right. we make it better. We're part of the solutioneering. And I always love that line. It was for a fifth grader. It goes, we need more solutioneers, Mr. Mike. Yes, we do. And, and, and you and Justin are solutioneers because if you can work in a foreign country and gather the wisdom, the emotional archaeology, I call it, the emotional archaeology of different countries that we go to to help them understand in order to know where we need to go, we we need to know where we've been. That's right. And we do emotional archaeology. We, we know that the heart can teach us and override the brain's fear mm -hmm. with the sense of hope, optimism, laughter, joy, connectivity. That joy, that joie de vivre, as the French call it, is is a painting in our brain mm. and 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 for all of us to to make that painting become a real thing and that's why i love when i'm with children they teach this one of them my favorite lines i said how do you get past your anger and he goes he goes don't let their bad day be your bad day or your bad day be their bad day don't play angry tag with people beautiful and I Brilliant. Went, and I asked another one, what did you what did you learn by what we talked about today? And he goes, well, don't let your sad turn to mad because then it all gets bad where we are right now. That's right. That's right. And it's so it's so brilliant. And the science proves this. We walked Neva through a very similar process in her development. Folks, you can do this at home with your own kids and with that child inside of you that maybe didn't get this training when it needed it. And, and when you get angry, it is absolutely a reaction. It's a cover up to some feelings that you don't want to feel. So with Neva, we just, we just had her walk back and they're like, what do you, are you angry? Like what happened right before anger? She's why well, I got sad. And I was like, okay, so let's keep it at sad. 
And so we kept it at sad for a long time and talked about it as sadness. And then when she kind of started telling the story of sadness, it was like, okay, well, what's under the sad? And she goes, well, I don't really know. So we got to look at the fear component and she's like, yeah, but you told me I could keep it at sad. I'm like, I know, but you did that. You already graduated. Now you got to look at the fear. Like we got to keep going, Kat. And so we just kept going. And, and eventually she could see like that desire for connection, right? Just, just wanting to reach out and really learning how to ask for what she wanted. Of course, we had the perfect Petri dish, right? Justin and I were very consciously aware, right? We're, we're clear that we had all the right components, but it proves that with the right support and the right components, it is possible. And she's able to clear her own cash, walk through her own emotions. And to your point, working with folks on hospice, you know, we're talking about the life review process, if we're honest. And the thing that terrifies us most about dying is all the garbage we're carrying around. Well, when you learn to clear that now and to operate in such a way that you don't continue to accumulate it. You don't have to fear death. You get to move on from the survival level and you get to start playing the advanced courses. Now you're not bored. Now you're a creator. And now you're really contributing to some of these amazing solutions that are coming forward. That's the invitation on the table for a lot of us if we're willing to walk through this process. Michael, I know that we're coming up on time here. Two things. One, I want to make sure we let people know where to find out more about you. So where can we send them? Uh, www.michaelpritchard.com. If I can help any of you out there, I don't charge that. I love just being available to help people to learn because I help neurodiverse children and people. Some of the greatest, most wise leaders that we've ever had are neurodiversity and neuroplasticity oriented people. And what they've realized, and this is what I talk to the kids about. One of the kids, I said, what did you learn? And he said, Silent and I'm dyslexic and silent and listen have the same letters. Secure and rescue, same letters. React, creative, same letters. And he goes, I believe that blame is me at the end of blah, blah, blah. That was Dang, that's brilliant. As we sponge up and soak up that wisdom from children teaching us with no filter on them is the wisdom that we need to understand and, and not overstand, but then take the inner stand. And that's why laughter is important for that because you let go. When I'm laughing around children, Tanya, all I love is that they'll tell you everything when you're having fun with them. That's right. That's right. They're so amazing. And their world is so incredibly fluid, folks. We can learn so much from them. And these younger generations aren't standing for it, right? This is a really unique situation where these young people got to see every single adult in the existence of the world fall apart during a pandemic when we didn't have answers. And, and that's significant, right? That That's something very significant for these younger generations um, to have witnessed. And I think it's creating this real sense of agency in them at younger ages that we haven't seen before, at least not in a very long time. That That's a, that's at least where I'm sitting with it in my limited scope, because I have faith in these younger people. They are a gift to this new generation coming in. Their brilliance is uh, unbelievably empathic. And and that innocence is something we, we need to protect. And I think I told you and Justin when I, my my grandson said, Grandpa, there's a teacher at my school, and I would never say this, but I I think I'm in love with her. And I said, that holy innocence is what we need to protect for our planet. They're arriving here to save us sometimes from our own fearful selves. 
And what's important for us is to protect that innocence until it evolves into the wisdom that can create ideas that have solutions for the world's problems. That's right. And a couple seeds for those of us to think about. One, they're not obligated to continue anything that we make. They're not. And we have no power once we're gone. So consider that maybe we can make some creative options and then they'll select some of them to continue. And, and two, they, they don't have to they don't have to explain themselves. You know, Neva Neva's very, uh, very clear that a lot of the conversation is simply just they're going to bide their time. They're going to get a foothold where they can. Like this is a this is a very unique opportunity for us to turn around and say, OK, show us. Show us what 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 we can see and where we can do better, right? And 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 if you're and if you're currently not addressing these things with your children, right? They, the 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 stoic individualism, like that's really becoming out of vogue very 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 fast. And you're setting your children up for for um, quite the situation moving forward if you're not acclimating them to diverse conversations and an understanding of that emotional walk of, of looking at things that have happened in the past. If, if, if you're not empowering your children to really walk through these things with you right now, you're setting them up for failure because this world moving forward is going to require very emotionally adept people, the ability yes. to move in and out of many different yes. environments and, and a willingness to work together. If, if your children don't culti- currently have those skill sets, perhaps find spaces where they can start to cultivate them. Cause long after we're gone, they're going to need those. Um, and this is very different than I think anything that we've seen in the past. And so let it be different. Take the revolution, consider yourself a part of it and, and aim for creative solutions. That's the best thing we can do. And if you can't do that, laugh, at least stay out of the garbledy gook, go watch some shows and just laugh because that will contribute to the solutions and not draw away from what we're doing here. Michael, final notes as we, as we wrap up here. I would just say to everybody out there that you are loved. You are cherished by people you don't even know the name of. You are prayed for and thought well of by people all over the world. And for all of us to realize that there are powers that be in the universe, in the galaxy, that we're not familiar with, but they're in their own way trying to help us understand that in order to not just survive here, but to thrive here, we must find ways to harmonize. And like I tell kindergartners, the best ship to sail on Friendship. Friendship. I love it. Michael, you're such a gift to all of us. Thank you so much for coming on the show and for everything that you do, for running in when most others run out, for for being there, for being such a solid rock of support and strength for all of us, um, most specifically for our family. Um, You've been such a gift to us, and we can't possibly say enough about that. Folks, go check out Michael's work um, and, and, and carry it forward. Right, carry forward the points that you've heard from here. That that's all any of us want is we want you to use it, we want you to share it, and we want you to help make the world a better place. Um, that is the name of the game at this point in time. And so we encourage all of you to join us in that. Michael, thank you for being here for everything you do. Thank you, Tonya, very much. And like I tell everybody, don't wait for the light at the end of the tunnel. Become the light going through the tunnel, glow in the dark as you go. I love it. Brilliant. And if you want to know how to do that, folks, that is exactly what our CIFA core classes teach you, how to be that light, how to go into those spaces, how to walk yourself through it in any moment. So you can call on that peace and calm in in an instant. You can do this. You can practice those steps. You can do it yourself. Many, 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 many options out there. We have one ourselves. If it resonates with you, use it. We developed it for you to use so you can remember who you are so that you can be part of those creative solutions. Empower yourself 
to do this work and, and you will feel like, um, like you're part of what's happening next as opposed to being run over by it. We promise you that it is that simple. So thank you to all of you for supporting what we do here at the network. We absolutely appreciate the fact that we're still in the top 1.5% of podcasts globally. We know this stuff matters to all of you. Um, and thank you for that support. Remember who you are. We love you. Love each other. Hello, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, go to superpowerexperts.com and get started today. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.